Hello and welcome to Cruising with Anu podcast, the bi-weekly podcast that tackles the tough topics of modern life through the lens of faith. My name is Anu Oweye and each episode I will be inviting a diverse range of guests to join me in exploring issues such as faith, parenting, immigration, health, relationships, money, business and more. We will hear from experts and everyday people alike as we seek wisdom, inspiration and practical advice for navigating life challenges but that's not all i will be sharing my thoughts uh, and experiences on these topics in solo segments as well whether you are a believer for guidance or just seeking a fresh perspective you will find something valuable on this show so join me on this journey as we cruise together through life this is cruising with anu podcast All right. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am excited to have here Elizabeth. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about a book that she edited. Yep. And I'm excited to actually hear what she has to say about the book. Mm-hmm. But I would like her to introduce herself a bit to us, you know, just so we can have a feel of who she is and all the good stuff. Okay. Over to you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you, Anu, for having me here. You're welcome. And for the opportunity to talk to your people. So, like she said, my name is Elizabeth Ibungwa, and I was born and raised in Lagos, Nigeria, and then I moved to um, Prince Edward Island to study, so for my university studies. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology and a master's of business administration degree, specializing in global leadership. Hey, so much knowledge. (laughs) So that's sort of my academic background and I, as you can tell, enjoy reading and writing. So actually that journey started officially, I would say, on campus when I first started to work for the student newspaper and then eventually began to edit the newspaper the following year. So I was in my third year at that time um, and then I worked for the writing center as well. So I did a bit of the writerly stuff during my time on campus. Um, I had more of my personal growth and personal stories and things of that sort. It's kind of how things have turned out. It's been quite a journey from when it began. And I recognize that kind of how I started out thinking of what I wanted to do career-wise. It's a definitely different path than the one I'm on currently. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I think that happens to like every <laughs> every one of us. Like, you know, we, we start and then we're like, I don't know if this is for me. Let me go into something else. Mm-hmm. Or I actually just want to learn, you know, this new skill and just like move into there mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah. I want us to talk about the book that Mm -hmm. you edited and what i would like to ask is can you tell us a bit about the book and you know what inspired you in starting or even having that idea because i think that's great the idea you have you know having collections of people writing the book Mm -hmm. and you know submitting that to you and you editing that so i just want to ask you that you know what inspired you to edit or to even bring those books together everything together and and work on that yeah Yeah, so the book is called ej an immigrant's voyage into prince edward island life and the book it takes its uh, meaning from the word journey ej in Igbo. so 
Nice. That it was inspired by, I think, a realization that a lot of times the stories that immigrants or the stories of immigrants were, were often told by people who did not have that experience of being from somewhere else um, mm. and building a new life in a new place, often from scratch. And then when those stories were told, often it was about either aspirations that, you know, these individuals had or the accomplishments that they had recorded and achieved. And so I thought that there was a lot missing in the middle in terms of the different nuances of life as an immigrant or in a new place, in a new country. And so I wanted a way to to um, present that full range of experience that immigrant life entails while yeah. also giving the people at the center of the story a chance to speak for themselves because a lot of times they were being spoken for and spoken about that was the inspiration for it and so this journey began actually in 2021 so yeah that was that was how it began funded a lot of the work i think actually virtually all of it so part of it was hiring an editorial team so we had how was that so the thing is the way people they were people i already knew so oh, I, the, um and my one condition was i wanted the people who worked on the story at least firsthand to be immigrants people who had yeah. that experience and had that context so would i could relate to yes and yeah. weren't from the outside looking in yeah so um i had uh, an ed- uh, managing editor I had a photographer and I had creative graphic designer, creative director. So that was the editorial side of things. And then our contributors were from all over the place. I should say are from all over the place. Can you mention like the countries? Yep, we've got where... India, we've got Kenya, we've got wow. uh, Zimbabwe, we've got Nigeria, we've got Mali, we've got Britain, we've got Hungary. Okay. We've, yeah, so it's you know european con the you know european continent we've got africa we've got asia so that was important to me as well i didn't want this i didn't want it to be from one person's perspective yeah. or for it to be yeah but i wanted it to be people who also knew and had that experience from around the world so that we could see similarities and differences that were there so the first draft was done in three months because part of my funding agreement was to have a body of work ready for external edits and then potential publication so that was started the prog- uh, process around august i believe okay. and we were done by october someone i had met through my involvement with the pei writers guild as a board member the former executive director mo duffy cub she had just started a, a publishing house and so she knew about what i was doing um, we had that conversation and i told her that so i said can i have some time to kind of add more to the work that we already had so that happened and then the rights to publish the book was acquired so Pono street press my publishers acquired the rights in contract in may of last year and you know more editorial work went into it so we had a proofreader and it's taking quite some time um, but i I wouldn't want it any other way i think it it takes as long as it takes to get it right and i'm very happy and very proud of the body of work that we've got now we have 19 entries the book is about 133 pages long so it's not a big book it's something that you can finish in one sitting 
And well, for those that <laughs> for those that definitely love to read, and I mean, um, the reason yeah. for that is that it's not all just written words. So yes, we have some okay. essays, we have some interviews, but we also have you know recipes we've got photo essays as well we've got artwork so there's something in there for everybody and i think that's the beauty of it where it's so much of it is this is where i stand in my part of the story yeah and this is where you stand and what your experience is and what you take away from that experience so it's it's very interesting uh if i didn't you know impressed by the work that was was done. done yes i edited the book i had three essays one i did was a photo essay and then the other two were interviews i had with two people i had met in the court and gotten to know just in the course of my time here in pei and i had an interview with them and then basically wrote an essay based on that interview with them at the center of the story i did about three other interviews i also i really love that you know part of it is personal experience that we're sharing in the book but then the other part of it is academic conceptualization of the stories that are being told so we had a professor who and that that was probably my favorite interview because it was it was so interesting to see academy and real world intersect at the same time because he had his own personal experience of immigration but he had also encountered some things in text and in school and in you know in reading in his academic work that he could then based on his experience expand on so that was amazing. That's great. That's Thank exciting. You. So I would like to ask that, like, when is the book coming out? Mm-hmm. And if someone, let's say, if I want to get it, get the book, if mm-hmm. I want to buy it, like, where would I go to get it? Like, yeah. Especially, for example, if it's not someone that is in this city mm-hmm. and maybe in another province mm-hmm. or something, like, yes. where can they be able to access? Okay. The- so I'm going to, first of all, plug our local and independent bookstores. So we are at the Bookmark in nice. Charlottetown. We're at Book Emporium in Charlottetown as well. We're also at Indigo. We're also on Amazon. Thank you. That is really cool. Thank you so much. (laughs) So yeah, we are we are everywhere books are sold. And I, I I hope to see, you know, in the next few months as the book is rolled out. Yeah. more stores will carry that title because it's something that people are interested in so yeah. yes it's set in pei however i feel as if the stories in there definitely um, intersect yeah. with all over the world you know the experience of immigration but also all over canada and the us and the uk and wherever else yeah from mm. from what i've seen and from what you've explained i think the good thing is every person mm-hmm. can relate to it mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. um because it has to do with cultures and, yes. you know, different backgrounds. Yes. And when you read something, you're like, oh, yeah, I can actually relate to that. This mm-hmm. is what I've experienced mm-hmm. as well. So I think that would be a very nice book for people to buy yeah. and actually read. Yes. Yeah. I, I honestly think of it as it's a platform for candid expression for immigrants, for sure. But it's also yeah. a window, I think, through which others can look in. and see what that's about but again like you said it touches on cultures cultural norms touches on a lot of things food for instance which is a universal thing oh that's nice i would love to i would definitely love to travel you know we're talking about how is there anything else aside from rice Mm. and just things that we normally eat Mm -hmm. like i i want to try something else i want to try something Mm -hmm else and, mm-hmm. and cook them mm-hmm. like i remember when i first came here one of my favorite meal was actually well not really meal people usually call it appetizers mm-hmm. but one of my favorite one was calamari 
Oh yes. And, like I came here. I've never taken calamari before as a Nigerian, mm-hmm. but I, I came here and I was like, this is really nice. Yeah. I love this. I would love to eat this mm-hmm. once in a while whenever mm-hmm. I, you know, go out to eat or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's actually exciting to to see that you can be able to see different food culture and and all of that. Yeah, and that's one nice. thing I. If you get the book, you see it there. But it's one of those things where between when I arrived in PEI and now, the food culture here has blossomed. Yeah. And it's grown and expanded in the best ways. I, yeah, I think that's just one of the many ways in which immigrants continue to color and liven or enliven even. spices. Yes, to the places the that they go to. Yeah. So was there like a certain poem that you wrote in the book as well so i i generally don't write poems i'm not very good at it but i i wrote a photo essay i wrote the introduction for a photo essay and i had it i had pictures and kind of descriptions of what they were yeah can you give us like a brief summary of what that is if that's okay yeah so that was just basically talking about the fact that when i moved over i learned that cooking would have to be a game of substitution and subtraction because a lot of the things that would be readily available to me at home would not be here so for instance if i wanted to do more and more in nigeria well i wasn't doing (laughs) any more my mommy was doing it and you know and and everybody else at home but there would i wouldn't be able to find you know the leaves the same way i would so i have to have to make um use aluminum aluminum foils yeah and um, use those little bake trays to make moi moi and put them in the oven too. Yeah. So that's, you know, kind of a change from what I grew up eating. And also, it's not milled in the same way it was milled in Nigeria, where you yeah. go to the grinder with your buckets and yes. everything else. And you remember that big blender? Yes. Like that, the, that the, they the put in. One. Yes. And that it almost has, it has a, yeah. an engine and a rotor that they have to draw. To draw. To oh start. my gosh. So, so much sweet memory. Yeah, you go to you know <laughs> go to the mill and they put it in there many times, many times, and it comes out fine. And your mommy yeah. will say, make sure they mm-hmm. rinse it before they put our own inside. Yeah, very true. <laughs> make very sure true. if it's for Akara, <laughs> make sure she doesn't put a lot of water. Yeah. And in your mind, you're thinking, okay, how do I tell this woman now who is bigger than me? <laughs> and she and sometimes not very pleasant or polite. And my mommy yeah. said you should not put too much water. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But here you have to use a blender because there are no yeah and so that texture is not the same as you would get if you were in nigeria they're cl- you know their equivalents and their clothes substitutes but it's we have, never we quite have a, the same we have flour now like you, you remember the one yes sell yes bean flour stored. but it also has this smell and taste that i just hate yeah and it's just very different yeah can never be the same it can never be the same yeah. exactly so it's it's one of those things and you know you have to get the book to see the rest of it <laughs> okay yeah definitely definitely i think once you get the book you would be able to understand more on what the book is talking about. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask about like what kind of research went into writing the book. That's a good question. Okay, I, 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 I feel like you answered that a bit, but okay. if you want to add yeah, more, yeah. So I think, different. in terms of research, so for the stories I was telling about 
well, my own writing, but also the essays I was making or the essays I was working on, having interviewed two of those individuals. Yeah. And then the interviews I had, I, I had to really look at history a lot, history, politics, and how they affected their lives. Mm -hmm. So there was a woman, for instance, who fled Syria um, after the civil war began in 2011. And wow. so... And now she's here, she's in her 50s, she lives with her husband. Um, and in listening to her story, she she had endured a lot of just hardship and hard times. Mm -hmm. But in trying to map what her life was like before the war began yeah. to now, I had to have a sense of what was going on at that time. What were the historical connotations? What were the political conflicts? What informed the war and how did it affect her? in addition to what she was saying to me. Another one was also for the professor I interviewed, I had to read some of his work so that I could engage with him having said, oh, I saw when you said this, I saw when you said, so we weren't always starting from scratch. There was something he had written about the subject matter that I wish he would expand on. And so um, I think it's important also when you're interviewing people to not always, especially if they've done something or written or said something about what you're going to be talking about to give them the respect of having read their work and looked at it so yeah. that you can engage with them more meaningfully. So that's something that I tried to do, which then led to a three hour conversation. Wow. <laughs> and then, and then, which, you know, in the moment you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm getting so many great thoughts and insights here. Yeah. But then when it comes time to edit and transcribe, that's, that's where the, the problem word. is. <laughs> I just yeah. and you know there's software that you can use but I just I, I kind of like to stress myself a bit I wanted so, to kind of re, re put myself back in that space where I was listening and he was speaking and okay yeah so yeah basically did it by hand which was great and then it was like okay now I have eight pages how many of <laughs> these are relevant to wow. the so which is where you know an, another pair of eyes is really helpful yeah. because they can tell you what you said before that you're saying again and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So mm. I have a question. So yes. you know how I know you are a good reader. You love reading a lot. I do. Yes. But I have a question. So for someone who is like you know struggling with mm. uh, reading or you know taking the time to study and they have the desire to read. You know, mm -hmm. there are some people that they just don't have that passion, but they want mm -hmm. to work on themselves yeah. to actually study and like end time reading. Because mm -hmm. I, I believe reading helps a lot. That's yes. what I'm, I'm doing as well. So like, what advice do you have for such person that, you know, that just wants to learn how to read or like, what tips do you have? Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Thank you so much for your support. I do appreciate this. So I am excited to let you know that there is more to come from my conversation with Elizabeth. So in the next episode, we will be discussing an important question that I asked her at the end of the first episode, which is today's episode. So the question I asked her, me paraphrasing, is how can people who want to read more books improve their reading habits you know how can they get started in improving their reading habits what tips would she give us you know what tips does she have for us for people that are looking to start reading you know even her book ej that is coming out what tips does she have for people in in reading that book and if you are as curious as i am to hear elizabeth tips and insight on this topic be sure to tune into the next 
episode of my podcast, Cruising with Anu podcast. So do not miss out. Make sure you click on the button on Spotify or Apple podcast so you can be the first to know when the next episode drops. And also you can leave a review, leave a comment, whatever it is that you learned today. Just let me know, you know, just let me know whatever it is that you've learned. (laughs) And I'll be excited to see that and, and follow up on that as well. That is all for now. And I just want to let you know something that you are awesome. Never think of yourself less. You are awesome. You are made for greatness. Go into the world and shine as a light. Help someone do something good, do something great. Be a reason why someone smiles. And don't forget again, you are awesome. You are created in the image of God, of your creator. So have a lovely week, have a lovely day, and be good. Bye-bye.